What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Last time when you had VU and Coda on, man, like I've watched it on YouTube and I'm just taking this huge rip off my vape and I didn't even realize we were recording. And I. I was like, oh shit. I had to like plug it back in and be like, no, I'm good. I'm not addicted to nicotine at all. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, little, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. A little behind the scenes there for y'all. <laughs> Are you an alcoholic? Do you want to listen to two middle aged men deal with their emotions, feelings, and thoughts in real time? Yeah. About real things, about yeah. real talk? Well, you've come to the right place. Get your ass in here, happy crappy. We're mm. about to fucking get real. <clears throat> <laughs> Serious. Um, I mean, everything is real right now. And uh, it's, there's, I mean, I don't real know fucked up. if last Wednesday was the same for you as it was for me. I mean, that was, I mean, in the Bay Area and in, you know, in my neck of the woods up in California, it was just that orange sky. And I know yeah. you've been nothing but smoke and black and yellow and, but I mean it was it was dark at noon, mm-hmm. you know people were we got hit on Monday Monday yeah. night, mm-hmm. yeah, um, but you know as far as I understand Jerry and I both are far enough away from any fires there's no been no evacuation mandatory evacuation notices for you no no yeah. not yet I've, yeah. it got to the neighborhood over. Uh, I think the closest the fires got was about like 18, 20 miles. No, the closest the level three evac was to us was about 12 miles in Thurston. Yeah. So they were, they were doing level three evacuations where they were like, go now, everything's burning. But I don't know if the fire line hit that far. Right. I mean, it was close. We were within 20 miles of it. I just remember it in 2017 when it was like two miles up the road. God damn. Maybe like over the hills, like maybe three miles. (sighs) Yeah. And then, I mean, they were waiting until like the last possible, you know, minute, but they were just like, everyone's got to fucking leave. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember because I was bartending and um, no, I didn't have any thoughts of like, fuck it. I should just grab the most expensive bottle and, you know, and run uh, for it, run for it. <clears throat> but I remember locking up all the booze and being like, this is ridiculous. Why are we locking up all this fucking booze? Like, really, this is, you know, this is what we're doing. But, you know, and coming home and hosing off the top of my house because yeah. the landlady asked me, like, I didn't know if that was I don't know if that helps and what. And it was just terrifying. So, um, you know, my heart goes out to anybody dealing with this shit. It's yeah. awful. And there's, yeah. you know, it's not even. 
I mean, the thing with the fire is like, it's not something you can negotiate or navigate around. You literally just have to move. You just have to get out of the way. Yeah. You just have to fucking run for your life. And, um, there's not much else, you know, doesn't really fucking matter what you have or where you're at or it's just, it's pretty awful. Yeah. It's a power greater than you, but not a benevolent, not a benevolent one. No, no. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean are, would a power greater than you be considered benevolent anyway in a spiritual sense? I guess within the confines of the program, we say. We do. You know, this, yeah. This will reward you. Do we get a reward from our higher power? Do we? So, I, I mean, yeah, kind. And it's interesting that you bring this this up already because uh, I had a couple different ideas for today's podcast for what we mm-hmm. I thought would be cool to talk about. Well, cool is the wrong word, but might be <laughs> super a good cool, guys. We're about to get cool. <laughs> would be would be would be good. Would be a good topic. And I thought, you know, dealing with loss and grief, which yeah. is something that we have all been dealing with for six, seven months now. Yeah. And um, but the other thing, you talk about it being a um, and I'll, I'll, I I want to get into this as well. But the other thing is I was at a meeting, or in a meeting, I guess, on a meeting. Can we say on a meeting now? Is that what it is? Sure. Yeah, you were on a meeting. <laughs> I was right on, on a meeting. top of it. And this guy was talking about, um, he said, love is the fulfillment of God's law. like, Or he said, love is the fulfillment of that law. And I asked him, I like messaged him, and I said, what law? What are you talking about? He's like, well, God's law. You know, if you follow God, then... Your then the fulfillment of that following that law is love. That's the reward. That's the, um, that's the benefit of it. You know that you, right? Because of course your higher power is benevolent. I'm not. You know. I mean. I'm not using. I'm not worshiping a higher power to, to smite you down. You know. I'm not wielding the power mm-hmm. of my higher power to, for evil. <laughs> it's all about healing right. yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But the the bigger thing that I, I just I keep coming back to is loss. Um, you know, for me, like and I've talked to you about this in private and I won't go into depths, uh, you know, here. But, you know, in my personal relationships, things have been shifting and changing um, in several of them. But, you know, especially in the ones closest and most important to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, my job has was gone and has kind of come back. And I've really, you know, I, I try to stay detached from it because like, especially when I listen to people complain about scheduling and this, that, and the other, and I'm like, man, I just can't even have that conversation. Like I can't, I don't give a fuck because mm-hmm. I don't know how long this is going to last. And it's constantly changing because of everything. The coronavirus, I mean, you and I are extraordinarily fortunate in the middle of yeah. a pandemic in the middle of these fucking wildfires in the last few weeks. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I pray that, that it stays that way, but not everybody has been. And so there's people who are losing life and who are losing family and who are getting sick and who have constant, you know, probably chronic lifelong illnesses and people who have been uprooted and have to move and have no jobs and have new jobs and are working for less money and have no money. And so there's all this stuff that's, you know, that we have lost and I don't know that any we're still in this sort of I know that I am in this sort of triage of like what the fuck dude like when is it going to end when am I going to get a little peace when am I going to get a little relief and you know 
up until a few weeks ago, you could still go out and go for a run and you could exert some energy and you could, you know, blow some steam off. And then yeah. the air itself is toxic and poisonous. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that I was just like, fuck, man. Like, this really, 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 really sucks. And I had written up on my whiteboard. I don't think you can see it behind me, but it said, stay positive. And I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? Yeah. And and then I changed it. And I was like, what about stay grateful? Yeah. Because, like, you can't always be positive. Can you, Jerry? No. I mean. <laughs> no, I'm not positive right now. <laughs> but... I can always look and go, okay, I, you, you know, like that whole look around and find find three things that you're grateful for. Right. Everybody can do that. I mean, I think. I'd hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. But, but I think that loss and grieving, and I don't think we've grieved, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that you that you miss your job so much and you wish you had it back, but like. There's right. a certain level of like, I lost something and I never took the time to process it and grieve it. Well, I grieve for my sense of freedom. You know, my ability mm-hmm. to be able to leave my home. And you know what I mean? Okay, so <laughs> the other morning, like two mornings ago, in the middle of this fucking shit show, I ran out of coffee and creamer. And so I had to go to Safeway to go get coffee and creamer. And I got up at 6 a.m. to go to Safeway before the crowd was there to get coffee and creamer. And the Safeway was partially open because their new hours were at 7, but they had left the door open at 6.30. And so I walked in with my mask and half of the store is dark because they're trying to you know, stock the store and get it ready for the day. And they're playing their piped-in Safeway Muzak, which is no longer... Music nowadays is not the same as it was when I was a kid. You know, it was like those weird jazz mm-hmm. kind of orchestral compositions of like popular songs. And now it's just really saccharine pop, popular pop music, you know. And in between it, they had the lady, um, the Safeway act voice, the automated voice telling you to follow the one way aisles and to remember to wear your mask and to try to practice social distancing in the store in that cheery tone of voice mm-hmm. with like fucking. I, I don't know, fucking that Grande lady, Ariana Grande or whatever, singing a song. And uh, I, it just was so fucking dystopian, right? It was like so depressing. It was so sad. I like grabbed my coffee and my fucking garlic and my creamer. And I was like, went up to the girl and paid between the plexiglass with my mask on and like walked back to the house in the middle of a fucking cloud of smoke. And I was like, what the fuck <clears throat> is this shit, right? So I think what I do is I, I grieve for the sense of normalcy. And there are aspects of my job I grieve for. It wasn't necessarily like a huge no. pain in my ass. It just was something that I was growing out of and that I still think I'm growing out of. But mm-hmm. um, it, it just I think it's just that sense of normalcy that I took for granted. Because on March, shit, in, in mid-February, everything was great. I didn't think it was anything other than, you know, my... Yeah, huge disagreements with what's happening politically. I thought everything else was, I'm as busy as usual, you know. So I grieve for that that feeling of carelessness, you know, like of being like not having to have to remember every time. And if I leave this house, I need to wear a mask. If I go running, I have to bring my neck buff, my gaiter or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just to think about those things, <clears throat> to to be careful and and kind of mindful of what I'm doing in the moment, you know. Um, 
It's mm-hmm. funny. I've, I wanted to kind of circle back to this God's law. What is this God's law thing? That shit turns me off. I got to be honest with you. Like you're talking about this God's law thing. And I'm like, well, I, I don't understand. I don't. I, I Is it a Christian? Is he coming from a Christian place of like, is it the golden rule or something? Or is it just so? OK, well, it, my interpretation of it, because that's all that yeah, he really said. It's just and something I, he says, right? It's just something he says, said. Right? So I wasn't able to mm-hmm. really like have a conversation with him about right. it. Right. And we're on Zoom, so you're just doing that weird Zoom messaging thing that's like Right. Nice, nice vape, bro. Or whatever. <clears throat> and he said, I don't he said, I don't know. I think, you know, or something about God's law. And I was like, okay. So the way that I interpreted it interpreted it did it? <laughs> interpreted is that, is that if I if I follow my higher power, you know, right? Thy okay. will be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the fulfillment of following that higher power, listening to that higher power, and doing what that higher power knows what's best for me, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. I have come to believe, that there's a higher power that knows what's best. And if I just do that, not my own, that, you know, everything's going to be okay. That was the other overarching uh, theme of the meeting. Everything's going to be okay. Right. And mm-hmm. um, so that's what I think, that that's what I got out of it, is that love. Oh, okay. I will yeah. find love. I will love myself. I will... I will walk with love. I will, you know, I, all of that. Right. So that was mm-hmm. more not like a, not necessarily in a Christian way, although you could interpret right. it that way. Yeah. I mean, you can do what you want. This is just my perception of it. It's mm-hmm. just when I, because to me, the off. higher power thing is more, yeah. And I, I guess it only turns me off with the dog dogmatic aspect of it. But this program has dogmatic aspects to it anyway, that I kind of overlook because I want to get to mm-hmm. the meat of what the program is and use that. Instead of sit there with the dogma and be like, well, these are, this is, you know, this is what the book says. So this is absolutely what you must do. Like, I I can't, I've never been able to fuck with that in my life. And this is me personally. So for me, my concept of the higher power was never something I worshipped or prayed to. (coughs) I I guess only in the sense that the prayers are prayers of gratitude or checking myself, you know, instead of being like, I don't know. So it's just one of those things where I looked at it as more of an extension of step one, where it was like I was powerless over alcohol, so I was powerless over this higher power as well. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like sure, this power greater of me. So to me, higher power has always been surrender to the forces that be. To, to, so it wasn't this big amorphous thing that knows better and has rules. You know, I mean, there's kind of societal rules we put in place, and there's um, – for me, there's psychological rules I've put in place and I try to be kind and caring and compassionate as much as I can throughout the day. But um, with the dogmatic aspect of it always kind of freaks me out a little. It doesn't freak me out. It just makes me go like, huh. Like when I hear someone share like that in a meeting and they really focus on the God aspect of it, I am happy for them, but I am skeptical of it. And I think a skeptic will always run in my personality. I think it's just who I am, you know. And I um, would, I would posit, <laughs> I just like using that word. <laughs> right. I said amorphous. So yeah, we're killing okay, it perfect. today. We're there killing we it, dude. Jeopardy. Hit us up. Right. I would posit that the program was written just for people like you, that there are huge uh, parts of it that are like, right. that are like, hey man, I know you're skeptical, but check this out. Right. You know. And I think when, when Bill and Dr. Bob wrote it all, or when Bill wrote it all, I think they were coming from a Jude- from a Christian place because it was the 30s in the United States and we're mm-hmm. like a Christian country. So I think as 
Bill got older, he explored other aspects of things because there are aspects of Buddhism and shit in in, yes. in the Twelve Steps as well. But I think he's like, yo, I can't go full Buddhist because this will freak people the fuck out. So we got to kind of leave it a little more Christian based. And this is just me from what I've read and me just doing my little mm-hmm. investigative thinking, you know. Um, I, I, I just the idea, the higher power idea has always been skeptical to me, but I've always applied to it because I need it, you know, because right. I need that. I need that concept for this program to work for me. Like I just do. I need that concept or it's just not going to, I just, I'm afraid it's not going to work. So I think I went into it with fear. And at this point, I don't necessarily feel as much fear. I mean, as far as my alcoholism goes, but I definitely feel, you know, fear about everything else happening around me, but I can't help that either. So where here's loss, right? You got to surrender, I guess. But you don't, you wouldn't say that you have a hundred percent faith. You're not, you haven't, Uh, you you know, I'm not crying out i am not crying the program out from the mountaintop and i've had people ask me for help i've had people reach out to me and all i can tell you is this worked for me this is not the end all be all like there are other ways and we 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 touch on that a lot in this podcast you know there are other ways to do this and there are other ways that are Mm -hmm. really successful at doing this and if someone tells you aa has this huge success rate i would be skeptical of that as well because alcoholics are unreliable even when we're sober we're absolutely (laughs) can be absolutely unreliable so the data and it's an anonymous program so the data isn't you know what i mean you can't track the data Mm -hmm. so i i just 100 percent cannot say this is it and this is all you need to do i mean there's so much more to it we end up in the hole we're in because of so many reasons why would the thing that gets us out of the hole be only one thing do you know what i mean i i hit my bottom because of a myriad of reasons so what to get me out of my bottom there's only one way to do it or one thing that works you know i i don't agree with that i i take kind of umbrance with that but now i'm using all my big words today I'm pulling them all out, dude. <laughs> i think that there were for me in my bottom there were like a mm-hmm. hundred problems that i had and right. there were probably at least two or three good solutions for every single one of those hundred problems so Mm -hmm. i had to the program basically for me was okay let's just start let's do one by one right so it's the fucking triage and yeah i love this concept of triage by the way so like this is and this is what i've been using as of late in the last for just you know the world at large um but it's the program's like okay let's just take this one thing at a time, you know, let's one step at a time, one day at a time. And, you know, let's just get the drinking out of the way and we'll worry about your fucking, mm-hmm. your, your, your donut habit or your cigarette habit right. or your, right. you know, porn habit or any of those right. things that is getting in the way of wanting what you really want. Because we know, right? I mean, I know when I'm right. not, when I'm doing something and I'm just like, this is not what I really want. Yeah. Right. I know. Right. Like I'm not a, mm-hmm. I'm not a dummy, and I'm, I'm my eyes are, have been opened to right. a, a lot of the ways, many of the ways that I that I behave. Right. <laughs> so right. yes, exactly. And but, it's 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 great. I love it though. That's great. Well, and so that's that's the thing with the program is like, okay, now you're now you this is what we do. We break it down and we go, okay, we've got lots of problems. You know, I and one mm-hmm. you know an, another thing I wanted to I've been put it out there to anybody listening. I would love to have somebody who is sober and who is some kind of financial planner because I think that's another thing. I was wondering thing. about that. 
Uh huh. I saw that on Twitter. And went, what What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think that it's one of the things that we we overlook oftentimes. I mean, uh-huh. a lot of what we talk about and a lot of what I hear is, "All right, man, just don't drink, and everything will be fine." You know, and there's more to that, right? And there's people who will explain right. it to you, and there's people who are open about all of the things that need to be done. But I, I start looking at these as tangible things. Okay, what about my diet? What about my exercise? What about my relationships? What about, you know, sex? Which we don't really talk about too much on this program. But I mean, know, it's, it's, it would gross people out. I think so. But <laughs> me and you just being like, "Yo, we got that fucking WAP. We just be <laughs> fucking, just fucking um, this place." We alcoholics Ew. prevail or persevere. <laughs> WAP. That's gonna. Is be that our, your WAP? That's we our alcoholics. W. Yeah, we. Yeah. Um, but I, so I just thought I wanted to put it out there. If anybody knows anybody and talk about how you get to making a financial amends, I would love to just have a conversation with somebody who's some, any kind of financial planner of some kind. I don't know, banker, mm-hmm. accountant. Yeah. But, yeah. I was curious. That's, that's like, what I that thought was maybe about. you had personal financial problems and you were just <laughs> reaching out like – I always, I mean, I do. I mean, I have. We both do. We yeah. all do, I mean, we right? Drunk forever, yeah. That's we don't that's why. Shit up, money wise, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah. I mean, yes, of course. There's so there's certainly some self serving aspect, but I think it would be valuable to I many know. many people. But there's always, yeah. you know, I mean, there's always a fucking agenda, Jerry. Right? It's it's me. I'm right. What did we joke about last week that I was I continued to commoditize my sobriety and and fucking right, leverage yeah. my friends for fucking <laughs> content. Yo, Jerry, we got to go to this uh, bar in Capitol Hill because there's a bartender that works there. And I got to be seen by this guy. I got to be seen. And we're like 15 miles away. And I'm like, really? We're going to hop? I'll pay for the cab. (coughs) Go to this nice Mm -hmm. little bar in Capitol Hill. All they serve is sake. I hope you like sake because you're coming with me. (laughs) I got to go see Long Tall Pete. I got to go be seen by Long Tall Pete. Let me go in there and Long Tall Pete's like, what's your name again? You're like, you know me. I'm the smoking Pope of Ballard. Yeah, that was basically anyway. What yeah, I that was for most of our. But team. no, I, I, I only was, I was only laughing because I was like, wow, what? A, I never considered the financial aspect of recovery because I tend to avoid it. I like, huh. I'm a big, I am a big belie- a believer in avoidance, which is not don't do what I do. I think things should be addressed, and I avoid things a lot because I'm like, that's too much. I don't, that, that's too much. Um, I also have, I'm really lucky to have Megan around because she takes care of all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, what's, what do I – just to find me the quickest, easiest way possible. Well, the so thing that happened to me and mm. the thing that brought me – that's brought me to this and, and you know, I'm, I was reading this book called The Total Money Makeover about getting out of debt, which mm-hmm. is my issue. And it's got right. some weird Christian overtones to it or undertones where, you know, he'll be quoting the Bible. But it's got some really good information. So it's kind of a fucking weird read. But it was interesting and it, it had some valuable information. So I was thinking – uh, when the, when March hit, when the coronavirus hit, and in March I was, and I owed the Oregon Department of Revenue like three hundred and sixty three dollars from two thousand and two, really? and they put it to collections, and I thought that they were, um, I thought they were garnishing my wages from a previous job, and that it was all taken care right. of, like it just, it, mm-hmm. I thought it had just taken care of itself, mm-hmm. and then with yeah. with no money in the bank. Um, I got this, I had this big hit and so I had to call up Wells Fargo and I was on the phone forever 
talking to these people and they're like, yeah, well, that's just the charge that we've charged for people who put a lien on this money. So they not only had taken out the 363, Wells Fargo had charged me another 125. And I was like, I don't have any money. I don't have an income. I will gladly give you the 125 when I get some more money. Mm -hmm. Like this was when all the shit was going down. And I was so terrified. And I was like, I've really got to fucking do something. I don't ever want to be in this place again. So I made payments and I got out of that small hole and I have bigger holes that I want to get out of. And I thought that like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's something that I don't hear. We talk a lot about spirituality and we talk a lot about healing ourselves. And the psychological aspect and everything. Yeah. The psychological aspect and all that stuff. And so I feel like if I didn't have the debt that I have right now, I would feel a lot happier. (laughs) Bottom line, right? Yeah, right. I think we all would. We can all relate to that. Now, not to say that money would solve my problem. It would, but I don't know. Like, I'm really trying hard to be an adult about this and be like, well, okay, so this is a lesson I have to learn. I can't just, if somebody just gave me the money and said, pay your bills, like, that would be great. But I don't know how long. I mean, have I learned my lesson? I have no idea. But, Mm. you know. But I mean, if anybody does have any money and wants to pay my credit card bills, please. But, you know, that's not going to happen, right? That's not how you the world works. You can ask your higher power. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to give See, me a fucking job. Thing. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I would say we don't put in the hands of our higher power is our financial. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. like a deer bear. Can you please pay off that fucking water bill I didn't pay in 2004? And bear's going to be like, no, dog, you're going to get a job yeah get your shit together so so i mean so that that was one of the things that that really spurred it on and i was like okay i need to figure Mm -hmm. this out because in another 18 months i don't want to be still be here right right. so what does that mean you won't be though no the thing i know about you is you're always very forward thinking john like more so than me you're always really progressive like you want to keep progressing so i honestly believe in 18 months you won't be in the same spot you're in now because the thing i know about you is you're constantly tinkering with yourself mm-hmm. and what's going on in your life like you'll make adjustments and then you'll say oh this is too much of an adjustment and you'll like pull it back down again and that's what i've always known about you so i and i admire that you know i <coughs> mm-hmm. i don't really think like that very often you know i don't make lots of adjustments i'm like this works i'm just going to keep doing this until i get something catastrophic happens and then i have to make a huge course correction you know mm-hmm. whereas i see you making tons of little adjustments constantly even spiritually you're like okay i'm gonna go over here and check this out or i'm gonna go do this or i'm gonna go do that you know and and they're all little ones until you finally find your groove and then you sit in that groove for a little while you know it's a good thing it's not a bad thing and i no. think i think we should all live our lives like you johnny oh uh-huh. thank you well <laughs> please, there, i could tell you some things that you, you but but yes so i think and thank you that's a great point about tinkering and about going this doesn't work yeah. i need to change this i fuck this up mm-hmm. i need to fix this this right. really works right. i should do a lot of this oh maybe that was too much um and so in realizing like and going back to loss and going back to triage and i think about the yeah. stuff that's been going on in my life just in the past couple of weeks and i hurt my mm-hmm. back and then the smoke comes yeah, and yeah. the fires are mm-hmm. you know threatening and thankfully right now my area is not under threat but we haven't even had wildfire season in california yet how about that it's no. not supposed to start until yeah. next month right. so um so those things happen i can't go for a run you know and so i'm sitting here and i'm thinking about it and i don't want to um 
I'm trying to not, I try not to make a big deal of things, but things really, sometimes they hurt and sometimes they're sad and sometimes they're, they make yeah. me really angry. And what I used to do is lash out and just react to everything and go like, right. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want it to change. I don't fucking like that. Stop that. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. but that never, ever worked that it was me reacting, avoiding and, and, and just ignoring, right? Because things are going to change. Yeah. So everything's going to change. And I don't know what the world's going to be like in 18 months. I'd like to have be a little less, you know, I have a little less that I owe in money, but um, I can see outside and it looks clear. Um, and, you know, so it's like I would sit there and I'd be like, okay, so I have to accept the fact that I can't go outside. I have to accept the fact that, like, there's a fucking plague on the planet right now and it may not be the mm-hmm. last one. I have yeah. to accept the fact that um, there's this, there, there are some serious problems in our government, in people's minds, in the planet, in in just what I'm doing and feeling unfulfilled in my own life. And how can I, I thought I was going to have a chance to make it this year, Jerry, and then everything happened. And it's like, well, yeah. So, so although there are some real life fucked up things going on, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, the biggest civil rights movement of our generation, and yeah. the the planet's on fire. Like I At still least have our to... side of the planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, because my parents in Arizona are like, we have a little haze. Yeah, we got a little <laughs> bit too, and then as the skies are like gorgeous compared to mine. Anyway, continue. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, and uh, and so I, what is the the biggest thing, the overarching theme of our entire podcast, all all of these episodes, we keep coming back to acceptance, and yeah. so so what is it? Suffering is just resisting what is, and if right. I accept it, you know. I accept, I accept that things are going to change. I accept that the air quality is bad right now, today. I accept that maybe I hurt myself. I accept that I don't have to be complacent to accept the things that are happening right now. I don't have mm-hmm. to be in love with them, and I don't have to be committed to them. But I do have to accept the fact that shit is just fucked up right now. And yeah. that's okay. That's okay, John. Things are going to change. And um Right. I think too, in recovery and with men, I don't know if you've ever read um Marcus Aurelius, Roman no. Emperor dude. <clears throat> Very big into stoicism. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's got a book called Meditations, and I have it and I read it. And I used to have a roommate and we would get up every morning and one of the things we do is just pick a random meditation and just, you know start our day and like open it up, read it and be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I think mm-hmm. that's great. And that's important to get through what we need to get through. But I also feel like in grieving these losses, we're not really completely feeling the feelings and we're not processing the emotions. I think, I think sometimes, and I do this where I will stuff down an emotion in the name yeah. of stoicism Ah. rather than processing said emotion, sadness, anger, Mm -hmm. frustration, whatever. And so I think it can be important to control yourself as a person because we have been so out of control for so many years. Yeah. But not feeling sad, not crying, 
not being justifiably angry. Yeah. I don't think that that is helpful for me either. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that it's important that we... I, I want to say this, and I don't want it to sound corny, but like that we we take the time and the space we need to feel those emotions, and that we go for a fucking walk with two masks on if we have to, or yeah. you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that we don't just go, well, that's just the way it is. Grit your teeth, yeah. son. <laughs> Hunker down, right? Hunker down, yeah. Well, I think you and I are in this really weird age group because we're Generation X and we mm-hmm. are raised by boomers. We're the oldest children of the boomers. Mm-hmm. And I think psychologically, I, oh, those of us who had dads around were raised to not express that shit because mm-hmm. their dads told them not to express that shit. I think some of us who had moms that raised us did the same thing too, you know, like – I, my first reaction every time I feel upset enough to cry is to hold it down every single time, even now in front of my wife and my daughter. Right. I like, I won't cry. Like I'll just hold it back or I'll chuckle to myself because I'm like, damn, you're feeling some emotions. Right. And so the thing is like, I saw my wife give birth. I've seen my wife cry in front of me multiple times. We've been sick as fuck in front of each other. And still to this day, I feel like ashamed. I fight it. You know, even on this podcast, I've teared up and fought it, dude. And you know, I, 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 I hate that. I hate that. Like, I really do. And it's it's a real strong word, but I really hate that I can't express that comfortably in front of people. But also, I hate that it makes me super uncomfortable, too. That's the, that's the fucking double-edged sword, is when I see someone else doing that who's really in touch with that shit, it makes me super uncomfortable. For years, I've been uncomfortable in front of people who have had someone close to them die because I don't know how to broach that subject. It makes me... It gives me a lot of discomfort to offer someone solace because I don't know if I'm doing it right or I don't know if I'm making it worse because we're we've I think as a culture we've been really left out of touch with our feelings you know like we've been really told this is fucking I don't know if this is an American thing or what but this is this that like pull yourself up hunker down and get it ready you know because ain't no fucking crying in baseball and be a man be crying in baseball right you should absolutely be crying in baseball <laughs> how fucking hard did you work to win your baseball game and you lost i'd be sad as fuck mm-hmm. but, it, but ain't no crying and ain't no crying and tattooing jerry you know? right <clears throat> and you know it's i don't think that um i don't think that well you know what if crying is debilitating then be debilitated for a little while yeah, you got to push it out somehow. I mean, even other than the crying, right? Like mm-hmm. big displays of emotion are hard for me, just in general. And I don't know if that's some psychological nature nurture thing or what, but any of them really. Like feeling overjoyed or have being the center of attention in the way I don't want to be the center of attention like fucks me all up because I'm not in touch with those feelings. But I figured more I'd focus on that kind of feeling of grief and loss because we're all we've all lost something here. Everybody in the world. I mean, everybody. just due to COVID alone, we've all lost something. If we right. haven't lost a close family member, we've all lost something. And even for the people who don't believe that it is as bad as it is, they're still losing something. They just might not be as aware of it. You know, we're all losing something. Mm-hmm. And we all have to sacrifice some of these things we have to sacrifice. Like, I would joke a lot about being in quarantine and being like, oh, I love it. I'm great. I'm an introvert anyway, right? But I still, there's still sacrifice on my part. Like, 
I miss going to the fucking movies. I miss going out to a restaurant. I miss not wiping all my shit down and then they later tell me I don't have to wipe my shit down, but I'm still wiping all my shit, like all my groceries I bring home, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like I miss, part of me misses walking through a Walmart and listening to the crying baby chorus of Walmart. Because it's not a Walmart unless there's a crying ass baby, you know? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Go to Walmart and if you go to Walmart and the baby's not crying, you're not at Walmart. Sorry. No, no, no. I just want to, I want to interject one thing. So last night I'm standing out on the patio with the AstroTurf and the little trees and people are dining and they're eating and somebody suggested mm-hmm. that maybe we have like reggae Sunday and I was like whatever man it's not my it's not my steez but you know whatever just put on the music yeah. and, and I'll ignore yeah. it and so don't worry about a thing whatever exactly, <laughs> exactly. three little so, birds but, yeah. but at one point I'm just standing there and it's dark the sun's the sun is set and you can still see like there's some street lights and you can see the smoke that I've been standing in for six hours and right. through the streetlights and people are dining in the music. And then all of a sudden that Jimmy Cliff song comes on. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Oh my God. Nothing but blue yeah. skies. And I, I turned mm-hmm. to the hostess and I was like, can we please put something else on? Anything <laughs> else? Like, are, do you hear this? I, I feel personally insulted. And it's, this mm-hmm. is, and again, that moment of dystopian, like what the fuck? This like yes, the juxtaposition, the the contradiction, mm-hmm. and so I mean, yes. they put on yes. like we put on the Bee Gees yes. and some disco, and I felt much better. For some reason, that mm-hmm. was okay with me, you know. Yeah, but, that was yeah, yeah, staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so I mean, funny though because I can absolutely relate. And when you talked about uh, this a few podcasts ago about serving someone their fish or whatever, and you'd, it's this dystopian thing with masks and shit and. And uh, I related. I mean, that stuck with me throughout the week. And then when I went to the grocery store, the same thing. Like, this is the society we're living in. And this is, is this permanent or is this temporary? And that's, I think, what fucks me up more than anything. You get to be out in public a lot more than me. So you get to kind of acclimate yourself to those feelings. But anytime I go to the tattoo shop, I leave the house at 8 a.m. So no one's at the shop if I have to do something in the shop, you know. And I leave and I'm just in the empty space with the lights off going through with my mask still on in the tattoo shop because I don't know. Is it fucking airborne? I don't know. I want to be careful, you know. And I drive home and it's just this jolt. This utter fucking jagged jolt of sadness. Like it's just this weird, bittersweet sadness. And I've been living in that. And so this is another reason too, like why I'm glad we're doing this podcast for right now. Because I was telling you at the beginning of the podcast, I'm moving. Like I'm going back home, right? Yeah. And I gave myself a nine-month time frame. And that is all due to money. Money and Olive going to school actually. But, but you know, we could always pull her out and put her in another school. And it is mostly due to COVID. Actually, COVID and money in school, right? Arizona's super hot with COVID right now. So my reasoning is that they will have a hopefully have a workable vaccine by this summer, by by the summer of 2021, hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. And also, my wife finishes out the school year, then she can get a tax return. But it's but I guess my point about this, even with nine months away, I'm digressing really hard. But even with nine months away, there's a sense of loss here. Because part sure. of me doesn't want to leave here. It's very bittersweet for me. And it's really sad, but also exciting. There is um, possibility happening, right? Like I can see all the possibilities going back home and how things change, just fundamentally change. I can see all the potential going back home, but I can also relate to all the sadness that was back home. My rock bottom started in Tucson, Arizona. You know, oh, 
I don't know. Maybe I, <laughs> I might have been writing it out before that. But I'm saying like it got really tangibly real down there uh-huh. because before I left the Tucson, we were all in Seattle partying. Olive hadn't been born yet. And me yeah. and Dakota were just and, and Walter were just rolling the streets. We were just running the streets. Just didn't give a fuck. What is this? rock bottom shit like we're not even thinking about that and then all of us born we moved to arizona about 10 months later and then it's real like i have responsibilities and i'm a dad and i'm in the desert you know and i i didn't like the desert so there's a lot of sadness going on there's a lot of sense of mourning and loss already for oregon because i really felt in tune in the pacific northwest but Mm -hmm. my entire family is in arizona so that's my reasoning so i'm already grieving and I haven't left yet. It's really weird, man. So when I got on with you today, I was kind of low energy. I know you're like, oh, I wonder. I, I bet you could feel that off me. And it's because I'm in this weird process of grieving before it's even happened. But I'm also excited. It's so complex. It is a rich soup. <laughs> it is a hearty, rich soup. It is a hearty <laughs> ass soup. It is sweet and savory. I cannot get it. My head around it, you know. Um. It's a, uh, I used to joke, I used to have this joke back in the day and I don't know where it came mm-hmm. from or how I came up with it, but I, we used to, you know, we all have, we were all had hangovers and I'd be like, oh my God, the rich tapestry of my hangover right now. Like right. it is so tangible I, and so yeah. many layers and just layers. Oh. I shared that at a meeting. Was that you <laughs> or was that Coda? I always attributed it to Coda, but I think it was you, wasn't it? I think so, but I, I'm happy it. to be wrong. Yeah, the rich tapestry. Get your fingers in it, Jerry. Just feel every fucking it, inch of it, you know. And that's what it is. Like you, you, there's you, you can have sadness and grief and excitement all at once. Right, right, exactly. How exciting for? And I, I don't mean to hijack this podcast with my news or whatever, but and, and it is far it's away. Important. Nine months passes fast, though, really fast, mm-hmm. faster than it used to. But how exciting for my daughter to be around her cousins and her grandparents and shit. That's great. How exciting for my wife to be around all of her family and all of her childhood friends. And, you know, I'm very excited for them. And then for me, I'm like, well, I've got the, I mean, what changes? Like I just find another shop to work at a couple days a week and paint in my garage. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And that's, I don't mean that in a negative, sad way. It's just like, you know, my big change is I'm going home and uh, I I just don't know how to wrap my head around it because I do love it here so much. And home is you know, you grew up in the desert. You grew up in Nevada and they've lived in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest and pretty much live in the Northwest now for all intent and purpose, you know, like, yeah. you know the deal. So yeah, grieving and loss, it's a, it's a rich tapestry. It's like a tapestry dropped in a bowl of, of bisque. No, a bisque of, is too bowl thin. Bisque. A bowl of chowder, dude. Corn mm-hmm. chowder too. Like, you're like, is this good or not? I can't tell if this is good or not, you know? Um, there's another, um, yeah, it's a it's a very it's a very deep bowl of rich chowder. Right. There's another there's a paper that was written and it was called um <clears throat> Deep Adaptation. And I don't mean uh-huh. to bum anybody out, <clears throat> but it's about basically like the the idea of this paper is it's not a climate change, it's not a climate crisis. We are currently in a climate tragedy and we are on a down word spiral and it's too late oh yeah i see that yeah and mm -hmm. so i don't know that i necessarily believe that nothing can be done i I, Mm -hmm. but i read this paper and um basically the idea is how do you find how do you come to terms with that and find some level of joy and meaning in your life in the midst (sighs) 
of the entire right. world changing mm-hmm. in such a drastic and noticeable way. Right. <laughs> I don't right. have the answer, but <laughs> no, I don't. I'm like, keep coming back. It works. But one day at a time, guys, we're all going to die. <laughs> well, that's true. That's all. That's always well, it been is true. true. It is right? true. We're all going to die regardless. Yes. And yeah. we don't, you know, it's, it's great with one day at a time. We don't, you know, nobody wants to, it, mortality is a very fucking hard thing to talk about, man. Well, life is one day at a time. And I've always, I think about this, right? And this actually runs in tandem or in line with, with what we're doing because I do think about my, as I get older and hit my mid forties, I think about it more. I am less and mm-hmm. less bulletproof. The concept of being bulletproof goes away. And even getting sober, I remember playing that mind game with myself and being like, why the fuck am I sober? I'm going to die anyway. Like mm-hmm. even now, even if I get sober now, I may still have to pay for all my drinking later on down the line with kidney failure or liver you know what i mean like i may have to pay for that later i may have to pay for these i will have to pay fuck that may i will in some way or another right so what's the use what's the use and i kept thinking well what's my quality of life you know like how good is this life is this life worth living till its end or do i just end it now do you know what i mean because drinking Mm -hmm. just means i end it now i'll just end it now i'll just do you, I love when you call it the suicide installment plan, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know you got that from somewhere, but that's, it, it is what it is, you know, and you may, you may be able to bonus out and actually like fucking kill yourself before you kill yourself, you know, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get, I wanted my life to have more quality. That was one of my reasons because I, I didn't want to fucking, I didn't want to do it that way. I'd rather, you know, whatever, let it run its natural course or whatever happens, happens. I'm not in charge of that, but. You know, and the same with this climate thing, like if, if, you know, I mean, like not to make it somber, but if we're past the point of no return, well, then we have to learn how to fucking acclimate because that's what humans do. We acclimate. Mm-hmm. And then when we get comfortable, we make everything acclimate to us. And that's when we <laughs> fuck things up, you know? <clears throat> so that's something that I've been thinking about and trying to not be, <laughs> no, <clears throat> not be no, morose. Yeah. I'm so sad about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> But also, what can I do to bring meaning to my life today? If I can't go mm-hmm. running because it's fucking too too smoky outside, if I can't... Right, and I've been feeling that too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, um, I, I've accepted that I can't. And there's a part of me that's like, for some reason, I'm afraid that like I can't get back out there. I, I lost it, Jerry. And I'm like, I didn't mm-hmm. lose it. Not really. That's just my brain. No. One, yes. I've 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 been a lot better at not listening to my brain, and yeah, because my brain is like, ah, man, you you hurt yourself. You can't do all those push-ups. I can still do the push-ups. Um, I've been getting my fucking kitchen chair out, like the big sturdy uh-huh. one. Not don't use a cheap mm-hmm. ass wooden one. Don't you got to have something mm-hmm. that's made out of metal, and um, and I've been doing my dips. And that feels good. The dips. Yeah, I do them on my weight bench. <laughs> I have. You inspired me to start doing dips again, by the way. It feels good. Re- yeah, I've been replacing another tricep exercise. I was doing a di- skull crushers and I replaced them with dips. Nice. I don't yeah. know what a skull crusher <laughs> is, but. It's where you hold the, the weights like this and oh, lay, okay. down, lay on your back and it works this. Because okay. the dips are for this muscle right here. Right. Anyway, nobody, if you're listening, you can't hear it. But just know that I look fucking great. I look beautiful. So, you know, things like that too. Like I, because of the injuries at the beginning of this year, yeah. because mm-hmm. of the COVID, um, now because like I have not, I did not come to my peak physical uh, desire and I'm not there yeah. yet, but it doesn't mean that like the, the extra 15 pounds that I carry in the front right. here, like, right. 
I'm I'm trying to work hard at not fucking hating my body. <laughs> not yeah. living in fear. That's a long road though, dude. You know, so, you got to live in that vessel and yeah, it's totally normal to hate that fucking vessel. And that's also acceptance or, you know, mm-hmm. trying to change it as much as you can. Go ahead. I didn't well, mean to cut well, you and I've just been looking at the fat and I'm like, what is fat? Fat is just stored energy. <laughs> I just have, yeah. so, I just got, <laughs> I just got, that's extra energy, man. For the next time yeah. you're on that long ass run, you can go a little bit further. Ooh. You can hit so, the fucking nitrous <clears throat> oxide. You know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. are your nitrous oxide tanks. Right. Yeah. So all of those things, not listening to my brain's <laughs> negativity, right? Staying grateful mm-hmm. and and really, really, really thinking about like, how can I make the best of this horrible situation? Not not giving up hope necessarily, but not living in this idea that things are going to be okay when, things are going to be okay after, things are going to be okay right. in the future sometime when things go back to normal. Because- right. It's not fucking, there's no more fucking normal, Jerry. Like the world has no. changed entirely. So from this point it's on. It's going to be such a different type of normal, you know. We move forward. Yeah. It's all fucking forward. behind us. Mm-hmm. And for me to keep looking behind my shoulder, hoping that I can catch a glimpse of something that looks familiar, I'm going to fucking trip and I'm going to hit my face right. on the next thing in front of me. Um, right. So, you know what I mean? Like you got to have your face no, forward exactly when you're running down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. So those are the things that I have been dealing with since we last talked, <laughs> among other things. Yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah, um, of course, yeah. I, you know, I I forget, and I'm sorry, but I do forget how important like the physical aspect of your life is, and how important it's become to you. And then you know, this shit happens, and you're like, well, I can't do this. You know, to me, the physical aspect is, it, I love it, but I also it's a chore. Like it's something I have to do, you know, to maintain myself and to uh-huh. feel better. To maintain my heart rate at this point, I just want to stay where my heart rate is. And to you, you're like, I get to fucking run. And sometimes, mm-hmm. most of the time, I'm like, oh man, I have to run. Right. You know, or I have to lift weights today. And you're like, I get to do a shitload of dips on a fucking chair. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, I'd rather be doing dips than skull crushers. I'm going to do those instead. Right. But, um, I, I forget about that. And this has, a, it's affected everybody, all of us. And it's not, I don't think it's superficial for you to feel gr- a loss and grieving over working out or for mm-hmm. me to feel lost and no. grieving over even going to my garage to paint. It's not. You know, I can't it's even not. go to my garage, man. Just because it might seem, it, I don't think that it is trite because this is everybody's, everybody's life. We all have those little things that are really important we to do. us. We do. We all and do. Mm-hmm. I need those things to bring meaning into my life because yeah, even if these are <clears throat> the end times and I keep, I, I would sit there and I'd be like, man, I really thought I was going to make it before the end of the world. Like, and I'm like, and I would just get myself bummed out. Like, man, uh-huh. why didn't I do What were more? you going to make? What do you mean make it? Like make what? Like, I don't know. Make, just live the rest of my life without having to worry about the fucking end times. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like make it in Hollywood. <laughs> no. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, you know, or whatever, or make, make, you know, make. I know what you mean. Yeah. Just something, some type of comfort, positivity. I yeah. guess what we're all looking for is just consistent comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Just not even comfort, just a consistent sense of well-being, I guess is what I'm looking right. for. But that's, I like you said, times won't be the same. It'll be, we won't go back to the old times, but like even in life, you're not consistently sitting in this pink headspace where everything's great. It's Mm -mm. all up and down. And I really think even globally and 
socially we're all up and down and right now we're down and we'll get back up again and then we'll be down again and we'll get back up again and we'll get down you know and we may not be i mean really honestly was fucking january 2020 that great no no january 2020 was not that great it's not as bad as it is now but it wasn't some halcyon day where i was doing fucking awesome you know i was still worrying about all this horrible shit that's happening Mm -hmm. and all these awful things that are being said and the way that people are so divided and so unhappy with each other not realizing that we all shit out that same little hole. <laughs> Unless you have like a colostomy bag. And even then, mm-hmm. you, we're all still dealing with shit. And we're yep. all, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, and I don't, I don't think that it's true. <laughs> <clears throat> it's so true. And I, I guess my whole thing is that I'm trying to not think about the shit all the time. Yes. Right? I got, right. I got right. time and, and processing those things and, 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 and talking about them with you or anybody else. Right. It certainly helps right. going to fucking meetings and listening to people, you know, and, yeah. um, and taking away from those things. Like I, I try, I try my best. Like, I like that meetings make me feel good. Right. Yeah. I go to a meeting I or I check into a I gotta meeting make one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me feel good. Now it's mm-hmm. not just like, Ooh, I got my little hit and then I can just yeah. ignore it and move on. And I've been more and more trying to be, active in listening and Mm -hmm. writing things down when they, when they come to me, they don't always, but when somebody says something and be more active in my listening and really trying to learn something and not just have it be like, Oh, that was good. I feel good. Now I can just fucking ignore the rest of what's going on. Cause I I was kind of using meetings as that sometimes be like, well, I did, I did good today. That's all I need yeah. to do, and now I can fuck off the rest of the day and ignore all the other things I need. So, mm-hmm. and not to say again, use that for what you need to. I I just right. know that for you're me talking about was, yourself personally, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about the Zoom meetings is I don't have to make coffee. <laughs> yeah, I have to be a greeter. Is that awful? Sometimes I felt weird as fuck being the greeter. I'm like, hello, welcome to the blah blah group of alcoholics anonymous. You here for no. the meeting? Well, I mean, you don't have to be the greeter. Well, yeah, I guess nobody. I did in the beginning a lot. I did a lot of service in the beginning. And then I was like, I didn't want to do service anymore. I should, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's besides the point. We'll make that our next one. Why Jerry doesn't do service. <clears throat> Why Jerry doesn't do service. Because I'm selfish. <laughs> so I think, well, I mean, and that's. That's a fucking character defect. Maybe you're not it ready. It is. I was about to be like, because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, like what we always do. Like, that's my alcoholic brain. <laughs> you know. Are you not ready to have God remove that defect, Jerry? You still want to hang <laughs> on to it? <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> right? So all these things come in time or they don't. It is what it is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, I guess my message to you out there, and I don't even want to make a concrete message, but my kind of flaky weird message is you just got to find a way to just be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. be kind to people around you, and just fucking find some type of contentment. And it'll mm-hmm. be temporary. And if not drinking it and working a program is what does it, then fucking stick with that because it's working for me, man. Mm-hmm. It's working for me. I'm not drinking and I'm working a really ramshackle program right now. I got to get back on it again. But like, you know, it's it's working for me. And this these times suck. They suck ass. They suck ass. And I remember telling you it's not as bad as 2014. But sometimes I'm like, damn, this is almost as bad as 2014. Mm-hmm. But it's still not as bad as that hole I but was in emotionally. Not. No, I'm not yeah. in that hole. I'm not in the hole. 
No, and I don't. I, that's that's something too to be fucking grateful for every single day, man. Because I now like I can sit when a problem comes, not even a problem when something changes mm-hmm. in my life. Like I can sit and I can think about it, and I can have some time with it, and go, oh, okay. Not mm-hmm. instead again, not reacting, but going, oh, that's just how things are right now. They're probably yeah. going to change again. So if I accept it and then I can move on from it, move forward, move around it, move away from it in a yeah. positive and, you know, healthy way rather than fucking, you know, trying to, you know, if if the stove, you know, trying to put a fire out with my face, you know what I mean? And then right. wondering no, yeah. why I keep mm-hmm. getting burned. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it is infinitely better that I'm sober. It's infinitely better that I have that I've come to have a I've come to have acceptance about the things that change in my life the things I right. cannot change right 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 and that's there you go so God grant us that motherfucking serenity baby Mwah. except I don't do it that way no I do want to say though um, mm-hmm. I had a young man hit me up on Instagram about four days ago and he told me I think he had 52 or 25 I have dyslexia sometimes but I think it was 52 days he had sober might have been 20. Any, regardless. He hit me up on Instagram and told me that he like really loves the podcast and that it really helps him out because we're both so funny. And and like he really relates to us and he loves listening to it. And and I, and I then he uh, he offered me a free t-shirt from his band and sent me uh, like a link to his band so I could listen to it. And his band's really good. It's really It's like hardcore. It's like hardcore punk rock. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to blow up his spot. So because I don't know if he's cool with that, but he's like, "You want a T-shirt?" And I, I absolutely was like, "Hell yeah!" So I want to say thanks for that, man. And that really made my day. I always love when you guys reach out to me. I know you reach out to John a lot because he does the Instagram, but when you guys reach out to me too, I love it. it makes me feel good. And if you want to give me free T-shirts, I will take them shits. So I will. I, I want to say yes. Free T-shirts are great. I believe. <laughs> Call to action. Give me a shirt. <laughs> I believe this gentleman hit me up as well. And yeah. um, we talked back and forth. And yeah, same he, here. Uh, he actually wanted to buy a Green Camel Press t-shirt from me, and I didn't have the right mm. size, and I don't have any more. Oh, and so I'm going to probably put together a Teespring uh, website for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you should. So I know you who should. you're talking about. Yeah. He's also one really of our wanna... patrons on Patreon. He's our newest, oh, latest patron. Hey, thanks so. for that, homie. Yeah, we appreciate honestly. It. And I don't want to blow up his name because I don't know if he's cool with that or not. But I just want to know he's probably if he listens, man, I appreciate you reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. Any of you reach out to me, I love it. Because it makes me feel connected yeah. to other alcoholics. I love being connected to other alcoholics. I really do. I'm just socially awkward sometimes, so I can't help it. And I would say that either of us, both, I would, I would speak for Jerry and I and say, if you feel you have a problem or... You want to say hey or something like that. I don't think that either of us have solutions for your life, but you know, I think that we would both. I know that I would. I'll get back to you, maybe not right away, but Uh um, in you know, in a couple of days or something like that. Right, and I'm always down to shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fucking hard right now, and it's it is hard. It is hard. So if you're feeling all alone or whatever, just know that we get it. Mm-hmm. We've been in a hole too. I haven't been in, you know, and if you're coming, getting sober right now in this pandemic, good on you. Seriously. Good on you. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's gangster. And if you're just sober right now and re- anyway, good on you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know that I, if I was drinking, I would have gotten sober during all this. I don't know what I would have done. Fuck no, dude. I would be like raging against the machine in this house, all fat, pissed off, and punching holes in walls, and being like, fucking President Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, even madder than I already am. I don't Mm -hmm. want to get too into that, but you know. Yes. So I don't think I I would have trusted myself to do it. I I don't know. Ah, man, that's the faith we have in ourselves, huh? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but well, not, that's the faith we used to have in ourselves, right? right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I trust myself mm-hmm. to not drink during this pandemic, at least mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So and hopefully and not tomorrow. I don't plan on it. So if anybody's listening to this and thinking about getting sober now, I I, I would say that it's difficult, but it's not impossible. And I would no, say it's that impossible. it's always difficult. Yes. Even if there were no pandemic, it'd still be difficult. Yeah. So it's I, the easiest, hardest thing I could ever do. <laughs> it's the most, I, nothing else. I wouldn't have anything else. I wouldn't even have all of the good problems that I have right now. Right. If it weren't for that, I would be dealing right. with really shitty problems. problems. Yeah. They'd be worse mm. problems. Yeah. So. Yo, is that, is that fan behind you? Does that have the air filter on it? Is that HEPA? No, it's not. It's just a fan. <laughs> Man, you were fucking up. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I just saw it back there, and I couldn't tell if it was a giant Alexa or a fan. Oh, no. A giant Alexa? You're like, Alexa, play me fucking Bob Seger. And she's like, all right, John. Against the winds. Play Bob Seger. (sighs) No, no Alexa for me. I mean, I guess everybody's listening enough as it is. Um, Yeah. But I think think with that, with the Bob Seger, we should call it a day. And um, mm-hmm. stay Working safe, everyone. Ideas. I don't know how many more stay times safe. I can tell people to stay safe, but just mm-hmm. be smart, stay safe, stay sober. If you can't stay sober, I don't know. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I get it. I fucking yeah, we get, get it. it. Mm-hmm. It's no joke. Um, Yeah, and please reach out to somebody, anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And Jerry, if you... uh. On your way down what? to Arizona next uh, next year, In you have months, to swing yeah, by. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to go through Nevada or come down California or something. Well, like that, hopefully but... California won't be on fire anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, that... by next year we'll see. Hopefully, if not, we'll stop by Sonoma, give you a high five, be okay. like, hey, you want to come out to the desert, start a caravan, start a little sober commune? Possibly. Just weird, getting weird, just loincloths and lots of sweat lodges. I told you, I almost <laughs> bought that van. I was gonna. Did I tell you that that I was gonna buy a no. van? Oh. Uh-uh. I was gonna. They were selling the catering van at work, and I was. I was gonna oh, buy it, and yeah, I was gonna. Okay. I was gonna fit it out to like go travel Retrofit around the country. It. Hey, it's not a bad idea. <clears throat> I mean, come on. Like you just said earlier, you've been reading these papers saying it's only gonna get worse. I always tell you to quit your job, though, so don't listen to me. Yes. I'm always like, yeah, fucking quit your job, and then three months later, you're like, Jerry, I don't have any money because I don't have a job, and I'm like, <laughs> that was probably a bad idea. You shouldn't have listened to me. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.